Please welcome up the incredible Dave Levinson. Hello, Dave. Right, let's do this. Get cozy with the people that are here that have come to the Bromfontein Vibes. Good, good. How are you doing this evening, Dave? Are you still alive? I see you you, you cheat. You have like this long show and you score three podcasts out of one show. No, three separate weeks, (laughs) Dave. You're ruining the magic. You're taking is there, is there magic involved. Yeah, you're taking people behind the scenes of the magic, magicians. Dave. Can't stand magicians. You can't say as a comedian. I think magicians should not even be allowed on the same stage as comedians. Yeah. So three weeks ago, two weeks ago, I spoke to Lois Agola, and he said he really liked magicians. He likes magicians. He likes magicians. Yeah. And what I don't like is my kid's got a magician CD that he watches in the mornings, and he does the tricks, and he does them for me. Um, and then like that's his, that's the thing. That's cool for a kid. He watches a as CD. A kid. Where CD. is your child? In the 90s. A, we don't have a television, <laughs> like so we listen to, listen to magic on a CD. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. <laughs> the magician describes what you must do. Oh, I see. And then he does the magic for me. I'm always like so disappointed with the trick, firstly. And then also, like, you can le- my kid can learn that trick. That now I'm just going to watch a guy in Vegas do. And all he's already done is made the ball bigger, made the sock bigger, made right. the thing bigger. Made it. And it's just, if you can learn that, then, you, then they have these corny jokes that they do. Like, clear your mind, Warren. That was quick. <laughs> that's their joke <laughs> it's funny now <laughs> uh, maybe they are good <laughs> I hate that. and comedy is, has to be learned by, by getting scars and, and, and yeah. you heard the stories of your guys that have been on the podcast that they have these, these scars that, that ruin yeah. them almost to make it funny and the comedian the, magi- I can't even say the word magicians learn it from a yeah, magicians, CD magicians have conventions they go to Unconventional conventions. Yeah, so is this a real thing? So, so there are people out there whose job it is to create magic tricks. That's what they do. They they just develop magic tricks. Whose and job is it to run a giant generator right outside the door? <laughs> it's, I think it's an air conditioner. <laughs> and then and then what happens is so they, they create magic tricks and then you go to a convention in like Las Vegas, and this guy is like, I'm only selling this magic trick to three people this year. They are ten thousand dollars each. Uh, and then somebody else will be like, I'm selling this magic trick to 20 people this year. They're $1,000 each or whatever. Like, and then, yeah, you can buy your magic tricks that you use for the and next that's year. And he'll, he'll promise not to sell to anyone yeah, else. Yeah, and then he promises not He's to sell lying. to anybody else. And he Snake oil. Yeah, I wouldn't trust him either. Would I? <laughs> I have some jokes. Do you want to buy some jokes? Uh, no, I'm all right, Dave. Thanks. I'm only selling it to three chameleons. <laughs> <laughs> three chameleons? Chameleon. <laughs> You're selling yeah. Do you want it? Yeah. It's not, you know what the funny thing is with um, memes and everything going around, everyone has access to humor 24 hours a day. So you get 9gag or whatever it is on, on Insta, then you get 74 jokes sent to you in the morning. By, by 8 o'clock, my, it's full of everyone sending me stuff. Right. I don't know if you get that as a comedian. People send you the things. And they're almost saying, you can use this in your show. No, so they, no. they've, ne- they've never seen me. Because I don't go on stage and go, has everyone seen that meme? And then I, then I act out the meme. <laughs> the fuck? But then every now and then, it is hilarious. Like, you, you actually laugh out loud. You properly laugh out loud, not even lol, whatever. You, stand, okay. you sit in your bed and then you read the thing. Like, today a guy sent 56 
memes. And then one was just perfect for my sense of humor, where it, it was a, a cop and a guy standing by the car like this looking up. And the cop says, have you seen anything unusual? And he says, yeah, I saw a dolphin wearing a hat. So he says, no, I mean around here. He says, no, no, no. They live in the ocean. I <laughs> 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 laughed for long. But look, you've got to laugh. <laughs> you've got to laugh talking about the <laughs> meme, Dave. The other one says, your, <laughs> wife, your wife's been hit. The cop comes to the door. And the guy's the door. says, it looks like your wife's been hit by a bus. He goes, I know, but she is good with the kids. And she takes it up the arse every now and then. It's funny. Dave, you're killing with God the Guy comes to the door. Maybe I'm going to do this. Fuck, it's meme night. Guy comes to the door. He says, I think I've run over your dog. Um, and I just want to know if you're the owner. So the guy goes, yeah, we, we do have a dog. What does the dog look like? And the guy goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, for I the people, this is great material for, for an audio thing, podcast. But Dave In just, the podcast. Dave, Dave just pulled, pulled a the face. Yeah. face of the dog being run over. Yeah. I ran over a squirrel once. One of your podcasts, the guy spoke about squirrels not being from endemic. Or what would you call them? Yes. Indigenous. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that aren't, that, there's a lot of things that aren't indigenous to Africa. One of them right. being white people. Right. <laughs> My friend, a comedian, he goes, don't talk about land grabbing as a comedian because it's, it's controversial. And I'm like, that's the only thing that you should be doing as a comedian is waking people up to certain facts. Right. And he goes, oh, it's racist. Like, it's, it's obviously racist because it's a thing. But put that aside and go, so I said to him, do you rent or, or do you own land? He goes, no, I rent. I said, well, the, the thing's not really that important to you then. <laughs> because <laughs> it's cool for you. You're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with, oh, yeah, you must get some land. I'm like, yeah, when you, uh, when you own it and you give Standard Bank money and one day they're going to say to you, nah, it's not really yours, you can rent it from the government. And you're like, that's when you start going, hang on a minute, something's wrong here, we've got to fix it. But then also it's thousands of years of shit that you have to fix because of fucking Jan van Riebeck, I can't live in Modifantin. <laughs> 1652. Is that when it started? 1652. Anyway, that's not what so I want to so anyway, say. My first first date question for you. I don't know. Questions that I ask on first dates, you audience who've never seen the these podcast are questions. Before. How are you guys still awake? <laughs> are you guys? Yeah. First date question. <laughs> are you a racist? This is what I said. Are you a racist? You know what the thing is? I was born. I was born in 1969. So if I, here's how I explain it, and I've been, I've asked myself this question. So I'm born in 1969. So you have this whole life that you lived until about the age of when you find out what things happen and how things are. So maybe 10 or 11. I had an older sister who was very liberal and told me about things. She's right. like, you know why we've got a maid? Do you know what this is? Do you know what Sharpville is? Do you know what not? Because in 1976, I was in Springs and Quatema was the, it was the location right next to us. And I can remember the day. I was six years old and I, ha I had to leave school and I came home and the whole day I was coughing. So that's tear gas. So Quatema's 20 k's away from where I lived. But I, was, I, was tear, I could smell tear gas. Imagine what that's like there. And Quatema yeah. was one of the first places where in 76 they got together and said, let's. So you're talking about people marching from Quatema to Soweto, which is 50Ks, walking in the morning, going, in fact, there's no Twitter, no groups. Like, that's a, such a strength. And I was told about this by my sister. So then that's that. Then I tell the story like this I've got an eight year old kid, and he will often say something. He, he'll, I'll talk about something. He goes, Is that a brown person, Dad? And I'm like, his, his awareness of things cannot be like mine was. I can't have him ever hear the K word. I can't have him mm. ever be a racist. So I'm, I'm bringing up a non-racist kid. And all it's really doing is showing how racist I am. But that's really difficult because here's the thing, right? I've got an 18-month-old, and he's just learned all his colors. To drive. Oh. Like he's 18-month-old. <laughs> like he just, he just learned all his colors, right? So he point, he'll point at your shirt and he'll say, yeah, yeah. blue and blue and black and white. I found this shirt yeah. at, a, at a, a show that I once did. 
and I just took it. And I I've think been trying very hard thank not God to talk this about is a, that shit. Thank God this is a podcast and not on TV because yeah. I think the gay guy who wants his shirt back will never get this shit back. <laughs> I just ha- I hate the shit, and I just took it off the I took it off the hanger. I took it. Good. I stole well, the shit. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you, Dave. May not but be racist. On, so, so my son. So my son. Steal so shit. The other day, I'm at I'm at Zoo Lake, and I'm we're walking through Zoo Lake with my little son, and he's literally he's just learned to walk, just learning to talk, and walking and coming the other direction is a guy who is a black guy and he's wearing a black bomber jacket. And my son points at him and starts going, black, black, black. <laughs> now I'm having a shit in myself. Like, because I'm like, oh, this is terrible. This is, no. You, and then I, I, you've so done improv. Do you know how I handled that? I just, I just keep going, yes, he's got a black shirt. <laughs> really loud so that the guy could hear it. But so it's, he'd know I wasn't fucking it's with It's so that. weird how you can easily take anything and go, oh, that's racist. So oh, that's ra- racism, racial, race. So we've we are way more aware aware of things here. If you go overseas, it's like you have to explain. It's, I was explaining to someone lately about the overseas comedy vibe. You almost have to explain to them what racism is. Then you have to do your comedy. Yeah. Because when you start saying things, they're like, "No, well, I've got lots of black friends." I said, "No, you you don't have black friends. Like I have black friends. It's a very different situation. I have to." Explain that to them. It's like it's not a natural thing. I think maybe for a new generation, I'm old, so I don't. I didn't go to school. There were no black kids in my school. We had a, we had a, a meeting in the school hall. They said we're getting a black kid. He's coming to school. We had to raise our hands to say if we wanted the kid there. So the whole school votes. We're like, we'll have a black kid. We don't give a fuck. Wow, so I'm are. wondering what kid what old. kid wouldn't have raised their hands at assembly going? No, I don't think we allowed a black kid. Nathaniel Mugawana. That was his name. He became a head prefect, I think, six years later. But I mean. That was how we voted to have a black kid come to our school in Bears Valley, which were mostly the, there was like a mixture of cultures there. I don't think anyone was really. I was about to, I was about to say, tell thing. me about school in Bears Valley. <laughs> Bears Valley is like, what's the baddest area in everywhere in the world? Bears Valley is where they train how to be shit at other areas. What are the schools <laughs> there? Did you go to Queens? Like there's there's Queens, Queens? Athlone Boys High. There was um, where the, the slums now. There's like the slum lords who are in those those buildings where the red ants go and chase people away. Okay. They learned how to do it in Bears Valley, <laughs> how to how to take a house and put 16 people per room. Like they learned how to do that. Bears Valley was just like a, a mixture of cultures. When people couldn't get into other areas, they ended there. So in the one road that I was, Portuguese, Greek, Italian, and then Malaysian and coloured like there, back back in the 80s, which was like. You had to get permission if you want to live in a street. Chinese people were treated as black people. So they come around with a form going, there's Chinese people moving in next door. And if seven people within the block don't sign the form, the Chinese people couldn't move in. Yeah. Like, this is how we grew up. So this was just a crate. But we all signed the form. So fuck it. Food. Chinese food. Whatever. We didn't know. <laughs> and I, I often think that we sort of teach people racism in order to teach them what racism isn't. And what you've got to, I don't know how you're going to fix it. This is the best answer I've ever had to the question, what is a, are you oh, a did racist? Did you ask a question? Yeah, I just said, are you a racist? <laughs> but listen, well, Basically, it's a really long-winded I'm way to say yes, Dave. Are you asking me if my window's closed when a taxi comes or if the window's open? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 so t- tell me what school was like in Bears Valley then. I was, uh, my mom moved around a lot, so we ended up in Bears Valley by mistake. There wasn't really a reason to be there. We moved from Springs to Manzantoti to Hillbrow. Top areas. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I think maybe something says, can you be born a comedian or do you become a comedian? If you take your kid and go take him to Springs and then have a fallout with your whole family and then move to Manzantoti and then move from Manzantoti to Hillbrow, stay in a residential hotel, I had a fucked up life. Then... 
from <laughs> Hillbrow to Bears Valley and stay in a council flat. My mom's rent was 34 rand a month and she couldn't afford it. So that's, that's how you become a comedian, out of just pure um, bad life. Well, Amam's and Toddy's done so some things. So Bears Valley School, Amam's and Toddy's got good. Joe Parker, <laughs> Dusty Ridge came out. I mean, there were some proper low, <laughs> like, working class white guys. I had a like, gig recently. Yeah. And the, it's always nice when you do a gig when the previous guy has done something. And then the guy comes to you and says, you know, that was very nice. I really enjoyed it. You know, last year we had a guy here and he really just, uh, just everyone was walking out and he offended everyone. A flusty, busty or something. I don't <laughs> remember. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so your mum couldn't so divorce you. Not divorced, whatever. She got the divorced when I was born, the day, the same day. Yeah, but I'm saying she couldn't, but, um, she couldn't she afford to the Bay, Bay, So how yeah. school, Athlone Boys High is like a, it was a great sporting school back in the 70s. I think people went there and it was a good school. And then uh, by the time I went there, it was in 1983. It kind of was doing okay. Very s- Like the headmaster got rid of kids if they smoked. He expelled them. He expelled them if they, did s- like he just expelled the whole, and obviously the top sports guys weren't well at, good at ac- academics and he expelled them so the school started going down in sports and in those days your school had to be good at sport for to be and then c- then it just became this weird smaller school and, but the cool thing was because there were so many so few pupils you ended up doing more stuff so I had to go like I'd go to band practice and then go be in the school play and then go play cricket on the same day so I learned how to adapt like y- I could literally be in the play and go guys I've got to go bat then come back. I was Carry on being in the play. Go play. But I learned how to adapt. And also, yeah, there was a it was cool schooling. Uh, um, yeah. So 1983, I'm guessing you must have matriculated like what 1986. 87. Oh, 87. Yeah. Okay. All right. So 87. That means you went to the army. You did, and also there was another eye-opening fuck-up. I was in a thing called the Junior City Council. I was a junior city councillor in Johannesburg where they'd take two kids from each school and just put them into a room together and they'd talk about mostly charity stuff. We'd raise money for old people to get on a bus. But it was quite a weird thing because in that group of people, there's some highly successful bunch that were in that group. Obviously not me, myself, me, nothing. They have no talk, but they're not talking about me on some podcast. But there's like <laughs> some really rich businessmen that were in that group of us. And the one guy was called Charles Bester. And I just remember his name because two years later when I'd finished school and gone into the army, this guy had became a conscientious objector. And as soon as I heard the name, I'm like, oh, fuck, Charles. <laughs> that, like, that guy at every meeting of Junior City Council would stand up and oppose everything. We would be doing something. We're all going to sit down now. I think we should stand. So he's basically a DA a guy. Like, no, like, uh, <laughs> Could be. Yeah, his he's name he's is Ethel Trollope, Charles Bester. But Charles <laughs> Bester did something, and once again, I had to have this explained to me. He said, why are you going to the army? What is, what is your fight that you've got with Magnus Milan. Magnus Milan's got this fight with Angola, and now you've got to go and fight for him. You're just going to be his number. You're going to go. But for us, it was like, that was the thing you did. And I think the consciousness now in young people, you could never get millennials to go get in a uniform and go fight for a cause that a government has because they're already going, fuck you, with university yeah. fees. So it was yeah. quite weird. We, we were the slaves, the last of that bunch of slaves because I think the army ended in 1991 conscription-wise, and I was that last group. We were the last of the yeah. last ones. In fact, on the last day, they said, you guys, uh, I, was an officer. I was an officer. I'm a lieutenant. Fucking salute. You led, <laughs> you led men. That's lieutenant good. Levinson. They hated me because I was also too chirpy and clever. And I think my first comedy experience was actually in the army because they said, we're having a fun night. Can anyone have a talent? So I, I looked at the guitar and said, I can play guitar. <laughs> so they're like, cool, because it was a way of getting out of shit. We started a skateboard club in Oatsuan. 
myself and we had to, every Sundays they'd have this thing where you had to go to church. So I'm like quite an atheist, but you in Afrikaans environment, atheists, they don't understand. Like, how can you, you don't believe in God. Okay, cool. That makes no sense to them. So the, we ended up making up our own religion. Then we started a, a skateboard club. So they just fucking hated us. They just, it's like, where's the beer and where's Levinson? What do you What do you are like, uh, surfing. We're surfing. And then the one lieutenant, one captain, whatever he said, where are those two surfer guys? So the Andre and Levinson. So they go, to beer, Levinson? Yeah. So we end up with this captain. He's quite a cool dude. He's an urchin for the, he says, we're going to, we're going to drive to um, George this weekend. So you guys are, are you from the surfing club? Because I heard that. So he's quite keen. And Andre and I are going, oh, Fuck. <laughs> this, is, this is not good because <laughs> it's a parade of a whole bunch of little teenage boys 19, 20 years old and then you have to go and break off into sports so when everyone breaks rugby's gone cricket's gone and eventually there's just two of you left and he's like what the fuck do you two do surfing captain <laughs> we know we're not going to go surfing we're sit under the tree fucking smoke too then he's like no fucking surf you fuckers <laughs> so we had to go surf with this guy in, in George She's, she's had a lot to drink. She has. <laughs> it's your she fault has. for doing 17 podcasts in one night. <laughs> <laughs> one podcast a week, Dave. One podcast a week. Um, um, I was at Rhodes University once. We did a show there called Something All Sorts with Justin Nurse and Stephen Kosev. We went in a... It was not good. Have you ever done a murder, Dave? Here's what they did. We did a thing... And they locked us in a room like this, and there was nowhere to get out because if you came out the door, you came on stage. So they can't get out that way. Some hall, Alice, uh, Alice in Wonderland Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know oh, I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ah, my Rhodes people. <laughs> then, if you come out the door, you're on stage. So now we're thinking, the guy's on stage, I need to pee. So I'm looking around. There was a jar that obviously it had a, tea, a tuck shop. So I'm looking, and with us is Andrew Buckland and like proper actors. And then I'm there comedianing, and I'm like, and Conrad Koch was there. So I'm looking, I'm like, either I'm going to piss in Conrad's fucking puppet box <laughs> or the jar. So then, so I'm, I just sat there like this with the jar, and I'm looking at everyone. And they're like, damn, he is, he's not only improvised as a comedian, but as a physical human. He can improvise a pee jar. But I, that thing was full by the end of the night, because Paul Snodgrass <laughs> took a piss. Andrew Buckley eventually went, you couldn't mime that he was fucking peeing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all peeing in this jar. That jar is that now jar. worth 8,000 rand, and it's at the V&A <laughs> waterfront on Conrad display. Clark. And it was, a, it was at the time there was, there was a female comic. Her name was Joe. Joe Palmer. We were ahead of our time. We had two female comics as well. They, they peed in the jar. Conrad Clark peed in the jar. The, fucking con, the puppet peed in the jar. Andrew Buckland. Who, um, thingy, thing. Crazy guy. John Christmas's buddy. Mark Banks. No, man, the younger one. Producer now. He's a producer now. Him. C- uh, Cullinan. Bevan Cullinan. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. That, Paul Snodgrass, that's some good fucking quality comedy. Piss that. Yeah, great. We really took the piss that <laughs> night. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Dave, have you ever done a murder? Can I go now? <laughs> have you ever done a murder? You know what happened? You, you speak about these, these questions that you ask. Um, where were you? <laughs> where were you on the night? And I'm thinking somewhere along the line... The new police minister has, has said, we're going to find out who did this murder. We'll employ people. Because uh-huh. that's how Columbo did it. He would leave. he go, thank you. That's all the questions I have. And then he'd walk out the door and says, just one more thing. Uh, what, what time does the, does the bread arrive? You're like, oh, 7 o'clock. Oh, okay. But you said you were here. You know, and he comes back. Yeah. So that's you trying to find out who did this murder. 
I was at my sister's... It's not a specific murder. Oh, many murders. It's just many murders. So when you said was I I was in the army... I just one of them. When you said I was in the army, are you trying to find out if I shot someone? Yes, well, that would help. Tons of people. Did you shoot (laughs) lots of people? You don't know their names, so it's easier. Okay. Until they have that memorial where they read out the names. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't shoot. They have that wall in We had had a, a, a calm army because we had the following announcement. We all sitting there ready to army. And then they go, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, uh, p- Nelson Mandela will be released. Uh, we are, this is, I don't know who I'm talking like. Maybe F.W. Clark was on TV because he said we're going to stop certain things. Like, and the apartheid stopped. We were sitting in there and we literally went, well, uh, who the fuck are we going to shoot? Just basically a bunch of men in a, in a room. And then the guys went, okay, well, let's go back to your bungalows and just think about what we're going to do. Then you <laughs> find a new enemy before the end of the day. Because it wasn't the ANC anymore, because FW Clark said there's going to be a reconciliation commission. And then we were all just basically became like these security guards. We never, you weren't, there was no one, but there was a fuckload of ammunition in this big thing at the back there, which was for apartheid wars in case. So the guys went, go there now and fetch whatever you can. We're going out. So we got into these big trucks and we took, but we proper Rambo now. We take whatever you had, you could take 10 times more. So I had a thing, I had 74 grenades, 60 fucking <laughs> bash things. And we went out into the jungle of Otsun and shot tires and trees and we may have shot some donkeys but I never said that like Oakwood <laughs> no these were young donkeys <laughs> that was sprightly anyway uh, anyway good so uh, you what's the weirdest thing you've ever masturbated to that got weird and um, political so you if you if 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 you rub yourself if I stand on a, if I stand on a chair I can see my neighbor's mom shower <laughs> <laughs> but, but the problem is the the ladder is very wonky and she's and I think I must do it. I must do it indoors and not actually by the wall. <laughs> is she? Is she also standing are on there, a chair? Are there is normal things to masturbate to? <laughs> no, just. Is she also standing on a chair? Because if she is, she's it's like, like a, a weird me. romance. Yeah, no. like it's, it's she's inception. standing on a chair so you can see just her. Just go deeper in. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I told my mom that the baker's baker's fucking tin, which makes what's that stuff called? Baking powder. Baking powder tin has got a picture of the baking powder tin in it. And I was only about four years old, and I said to my mom, this, this never ends. She said to me, don't talk shit. Then they make a movie called Inception, and they basically use the whole idea that I had when I was four. Have you s- go get, a baking, get some baking powder tin and check. There's a picture of the tin on the tin, which has got a picture, obviously, of the tin, so it never fucking ends. Anyway, Have you sued somebody at Inception? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just thinking about masturbation stuff. Have you ever had no internet connection, no porn magazines, and you still managed to have a good wank? Yes. Like just out of memory... Good memories of something. But and that's not weird. But the weird stuff pops in. You look, like uh. your sister will be there. Your sister. You don't even know. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even have a sister. <laughs> this is wow. No, but I don't. I don't have a, a weird masturbation life. It's pretty normal. What's normal? Seven times a day. Eight, eight times nine. a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you said seven, I thought it was seven a.m. <laughs> I see. I've woken up and uh, been finishing up. <laughs> I have to time my wanks better because now I've got a maid. Like old habits, you're like, oh, fuck, it's Thursday. Have you ever been arrested? <laughs> I mean, I'm asking because <coughs> you many times standing on a chair I'm to old. wank at your neighbor. <laughs> I'm old. I've been arrested lots of times. I've been in jail. I've been in the holding cells for plenty lots. But is it all drunk driving or is it all interesting drunk driving. stuff? Okay. And then that's never, I'm never, all the times that it's happened, I've never had anything to drink. So they, the machine is wrong. So they go, yeah. it's 3.6 or whatever it is. And I know I've had nothing to drink. So all they're trying to do, but I play the game. I just play stupid. I'm like, okay, let's go to the cell. Because they don't like you in the cell because it's a whole lot of paperwork. So by the time you get to the cell, it's now it's serious. So before that, it's to drive around, 
go to the ATM, we want a juice, we want and I just play stupid, I'm like, oh, okay, because now there's four of them, they, they keep talking about stuff, trying to get me to say stuff, and I'm like, let's go to jail, I'm in, I'm in. Are you, are you trying to convince me that you <laughs> go to jail for fun? <laughs> that you drive yeah. around Joburg I sober? Will. I will, <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to get arrested. <laughs> so I'm like a catfishing <laughs> cops. <laughs> And then as soon as I'm, in, as soon as I'm there, I'm like, ah, that's when I, b- I bought this yeah, magic action, trick. Was that money or was magic that trick. Or what was that? No, that's when I take out that CD from my kid. I'm like, do you guys want to see me do a ball trick with it? <laughs> <laughs> magic world, my friend Mark Sampson was stuck in a, in a truck in Egypt somewhere. And it got very heated because it was during the Arab Spring thing. And he did, he juggled and he did some magic for the guys who were going to kill him. And they let him go. They were like, it was that close. It was either these AK-47s are going to be going to shoot you because you just look like a weird freak. You know Mark Sampson? Yeah, yeah. And he did magic and he did juggling and he did some literally uh, busking street musician type, street magician shit. And they were fucking... And that's Egypt. But if it were up <laughs> to me, magicians <laughs> doing magic at me, would I'd kill you. Could you do comedy? <laughs> 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 I mean, you died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would be dead. But then I wouldn't... Yeah, I, d- I don't like to believe I travel to like Syria. no. No, I don't even travel. I, I'm stay at home. I've become a little bit of a reclusive stay at home motherfucker. Would you rather have a cock and on your forehead <laughs> or a face? And by motherfucker, your cock I mean my next door neighbor's mom. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you rather, like, you've got a six inch cock? You keep asking like this question yeah, to me, and I heard you the first time. I'm stalling. Like it's, it's like I'm a stalling on purpose. Okay, it's a conjoint. The cock on the head, I would rather have the cock on the head because things that, that are obvious are people are. F- people fear people fear a mole uh-huh. people fear like just a general thing that's a, a, a ginger people that people fear albinos if you see you know you see an albino and then you're like i saw the albino i saw the albino i saw then you look away so with a cock on your head not a fucking single person will see it they won't talk about it they won't know even even if you had a hard on and you were in the shop i would i would go into shops and i'd go into the fresh food section and I'd, I'd fucking slice a melon and I'd just fuck it with my head. Like <laughs> <laughs> and I'd do an Insta story like this. <laughs> just like the fucking around at Woolworths. Like the Fifth Avenue cold duck. And I'd come in it as well. And I'd go, this has got <laughs> H17 in it or whatever that fucking virus is. But, but wouldn't you be afraid then that that would Because a melon is actually a spunspec, which has got the little pips. I've got to be honest, I don't know the melons with, with the question, which, which has one got the is little balls in, which got the pips? Because which one's better to, to fuck? I'm just saying. Because <laughs> you will be surprised how many people have, have fucked fruit. Watermelons, yeah. melons, melons, mostly melons, obviously cucumbers for ladies, but, but then people do that. Eh? There's a lot of fruit fuckers out yeah, but there. <laughs> but why you wonder why they, it's Dave? hysteriosis. Why, like, people fuck the gap in their couch. Really? Yeah. I mean, let's pretend. I'm not coming you to your house. Let's I'm normally, pretend that we normally didn't just find. Normally, there's, there's loose change there. You never find I actually, I actually bought. I bought a very rough cloth <laughs> couch <laughs> because no cloth couch because I have comedians come and stay at oh, my house. See. And the thing is, you can't trust all of those guys. Why do comedians coming stay at your from house? Cape Town? You can't. You can't have say somebody come from Cape Town and then thanks for stay on your guys. couch and not fuck it. <laughs> 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 just stay at this wonderful talk about masturbation techniques. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to so try I that. Bought, I have I a very nice couch. I have a couch I'm that's gluing older than you. sandpaper down the gap. I'm gluing <laughs> sandpaper down the gap <laughs> to between my cushions. Yeah, because then I'll be like, did you, you have a nice night, Martin Davis? At the breakfast the next morning, he's like, your couch is very itchy. or didn't like it. Did I do a good Martin Davis there? That was not bad. Then you'll know. 
Yeah. But I think a couch is vagina-like. Of if you have a leather and you sort of you can fashion it like that. But I think <laughs> I've gone I've gone without sex for many long times. It's not like you need it. No, I think anybody who did it wouldn't need it. They'd want it, you know. Like <laughs> See, if you back, if you fucking the couch, you've got to have some sort of like, ah, oh, it's been six months. Oh, <laughs> Vagina-shaped things. <laughs> Vase, hi-fi, TV. And there's got to be no fruit. Because also, as a man, <laughs> no yeah, there's no fruit. You're like, there's w- this guy's even got a banana. <laughs> Well, guava would be cool because it's a guava. Yeah. At least you could say, I <laughs> fucked a guava last night. <laughs> so hard. Yeah. So hard it broke apart. Yeah, like I literally destroyed yeah, a guava well. last night. <laughs> Why do they call a guava a guava vagina? Because sh- it actually apparently feels a bit like a guava. Feels like a guava, but it isn't really. Yes, apparently. Apparently, apparently <laughs> But I think as a man, you forget that you have an orifice. So you can actually, if they don't have, you can stick, I would stick a remote to my bum. Uh-huh. And then try... And like, because you got Kegels, girls have got Kegels. We don't have Kegels, but <laughs> I would try. If someone came, in, we can't find the remote, and then I would like try and dexterously change the channel like with my ass cheeks. You have to, you have to. But it would be the funniest thing because no one would ever be like, I know where the remote is. <laughs> Where's the remote? I know where it is. Why are we suddenly watching SABC <laughs> three? <laughs> and then you mean you can't change? Have you ever been? Have you ever been caught wanking? Have I been caught wanking? No, I'm very Because I have a plan. Secretive. And you don't have Especially a plan, and that's your bus. problem. You're young. <laughs> 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 my, mom, my mom was very drunk the other night. She had to take a bus home, and she was so shocked because she's never driven a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of your memes, Dave? This guy, <laughs> this guy um, he sold me. He was an ironmonger, uh-huh. and he sold me a dog. And, and as soon as I got home, the dog made a bolt for the door. <laughs> Someone's clapping. Gavin's clapping. No, what were we talking about? What's um, the most humiliating thing you've ever done? Have, with the wanking plan, and every guy here <laughs> right. doesn't think further enough to have a plan. You know when you come late to the movies? Have you ever, I'll do it now because it's a podcast no one can see. So someone comes to the movies, and then they go like this. They go, sorry. They sorry. duck down. They duck down. But Dave is ducking by down. By one <laughs> centimeter. Yeah. Not, yeah. They might as well just go, sorry, I'm late for the fucking movie. There's nothing. This is more irritating than, because now <laughs> I can see the top. Can, you're, not, you're still covering the movie. So, and it seems to be that the, the practice all over the world. You can just go, sorry, 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 just sorry. And people, people, once you see the guy, move your fucking legs to the side because he's going to come to you. But no, people seem to go, he's not coming to me. Denial all the way down. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he is coming past me. And then just move your legs. Be safe that he can get through. So now what I'm thinking is if you ever do find someone masturbating and you walk past, the best thing to do is exa- just go, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then because it, it's fine. Yeah. Although I don't know what if I was the, the, the if I was doing it and someone walked in, Billy Connolly has the best one. He goes, Thank God you're here. <laughs> I need help with this. <laughs> people just they turn around and walk out. <laughs> so what's the most humiliating thing you've ever done, Dave? The thing about murdering someone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My sister's birthday was in this restaurant that she found somewhere in observat not observatory, sort of behind observatory in Cape Town. There's Mowbray, and this, so she finds this little place that the guy obviously got a lease on what used to be either like an underground toilet or a subway, and he started an Italian restaurant. So he goes, that my sister says, 30th birthday, I don't have many friends, but it turns out she's got fucking a lot of friends. They all come there, 30th party, it's late. So now the, the, the restaurant owner comes, something's happened, can you guys just all stay inside? So we're like, okay, that's weird. So we carry on partying. Turns out a, a, a homeless guy and another guy had a fight outside the restaurant, 
And because obviously that's their spot, that's no restaurants. It's right. called gentrification. <laughs> but they, they stabbed each other, and then, then they, like, they died, and they, couldn't, they fell by the door of the fucking restaurant there. So now Can the I just say the, the expectation cops. of comedy here is huge. No, there's no comedy. <laughs> then here's the comedy, is okay. that human, humans are not cool. So they've stabbed each other maybe at 10 or 11. Yeah. We're still partying till 3. But we haven't been told. We have not been told that there's two dead homeless people that have had a fight outside. Also, it's just weird. Why would the one... Did they both stab each other at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> there's comedy. So then <laughs> it's very... <laughs> like, I hate you. Me too. <laughs> so they both die. But now the weird thing is they don't tell us because the, the cops, it's late. It's fucking, it's the night that Princess Anna died. <laughs> so no one's fucking, we don't even know that. We, she, Princess Anna's died. We fucking partying. Those two homeless guys got no fucking newspaper, nothing. There's nothing about them. Oh, Princess Diana. <laughs> fucking homeless guys died. But now the weird thing is, as everyone's coming out the restaurant, we're like, party, woo, party time. So let's pretend this is a, a dead homeless guy. So everyone's like, yeah, thanks, Delane. What a fucking great party, man. Excellent. Okay, we'll see you. Like, cheers, bye. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> it all went home. Cheers, bye. Okay, cheers, Maybe man. No one had a fucking clue what they were stepping over until le- the, ye- the next day the guy said, you know, there were two dead people in the fucking entrance. And then we were like, mm. okay, well, glad you didn't tell us. We would have fucked up the party. <laughs> And then I got home drunk with um, my f- fiancé, or call it, was overseas at the time, and the, the girl that I went home with wasn't my fiancé. <laughs> okay. So that's the most humiliating thing. No, there's more. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is humiliating for a comedian? We go up on stage and, and, and open up our fucking But that's why, that's why generally, if I ask this question to a comedian, their answer is normally from something they've done before they're 10 years old. Oh, I like see. After 10, they just become broken humans who don't no, no, care. No, no, no. I don't get humiliated. Yeah. I've been... I, I think I've, I, I, I've shat in my pants once. But I, ha- I got a lift home with someone and they kept saying the car smells funny. I'm like, yeah, the car smells <laughs> terrible. I need to know <laughs> how... Like, <laughs> let's do the lead up to that story. Let's um, it wasn't recently. Jeez, give me a break. Yeah, but I, remember I was in a nursery school and I was a very na- naughty kid because I grew up without a, a dad, I suppose, to tell me to fucking shut up and do stuff. But um, I ended up okay. So <laughs> the teacher said, it's nap time. And I was like, I was about five. And I said, but I'm not tired. <laughs> she said, but you have to sleep. So I'm like lying there. So I said, can I go to the toilet? So she reckoned you are taking, like, you, you fucking around. Taking the piss. And I was yeah. like, no, I really need to go to the toilet. And it was one of these Afrikaans schools where they didn't like English kids. So she just, like, said, Englishman, we can lay up your mat. And I looked at her. I stood in front of her like this. And I just shat my pants like this, proper. Like, hi, lady. I'm going to show you how I can do this. <laughs> the problem is that she didn't fall for my trick. That was your so very own Tiananmen Square, wasn't <laughs> it? Just that Tiananmen standing square. up to the oppressive <laughs> government. It wasn't a square, it was like an <laughs> oblong Tiananmen <laughs> fucking rectangle. <laughs> Tiananmen rectangle. So my defiant was like, I'll show you, lady, and I shattered my pants. But it backfired me because nap time was at, say, 10. But school <laughs> ended at 2. <laughs> it was like the worst planned dump of my life. And I was like, oh. So now. I make sure that I know when my nap time is and when I can shit. <laughs> don't ever get those two wrong. As a comedian, you know, you don't have... People tell me, get up earlier and you get more done. So I've started to do that. I set my alarm for half past five. Then I get out of bed. Then I go to the lounge. <laughs> sleep in the lounge. <laughs> so I'm getting so much more done by seeing more of my house when it's dark. At what stage during this process do you shit yourself? <laughs> no, then I got in the car with Mrs... Whatever, and she took me home, 
And she kept saying that. And then when I got home, like I had to get rid of. But by that time, it had almost formed like a <laughs> like a mold. Of no, my I, body. I mean nowadays, Dave. I mean now. So I'm nowadays, between when you wake up and your you know bed. You know what's weird is like how old are you? Thirty four. Thirty eight. Thank you, Dave. Thirty eight. Did yeah. I take four years off your life? Who gives yeah. a fuck? Yeah. I'm what are very you? Like Botox. Very beautiful. Yeah. You got a pimple. You're thirty eight. Just naturally beautiful. <laughs> you avoiding the pimple good now? Looking. <laughs> this is a podcast. Just and I'm pointing out your flaws. So anyway. As an older person, it's good to go for a dump in the morning. Am I sure? Is that right? I don't know when the good times are. I just human, yeah. Go for a dump in the morning and, and enjoy your poos. Because apparently it's not a, f- a happy thing when you're older. It's not, it doesn't always happen. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. I well, I, do, I, uh, I took a life policy. I don't know if that's very mature for the young people in the audience. When your parents die, they leave you money. I'm leaving money for my illegitimate children all over the country. Um, and she does a test. She comes, she's a nurse. So I got quite excited, like there's a nurse coming. So Estelle arrived, and she wasn't what I thought. It's not like, you know, I was, I was naked, I was oiled up, I had my fucking lube. But it's an actual nurse from, like a nurse. Like a blue frock. And then she does a whole lot of tests. She tests all this stuff. And the weirdest question, I'm a single guy, so I don't have a girlfriend that I, that I can say, this is who I'm sexually active with. Okay. I have a whole lot of people that I don't know who they are. Okay. So she said, do you want AIDS counseling? Because I'm going to do an AIDS test now. So I'm looking around like... Can you get AIDS from a couch? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sandpaper that I think you okay. <laughs> <laughs> If it's coarse. Because <laughs> you get different types of sandpaper. As with humans, you get different types of humans. So if you're going to fuck a couch, eventually you become really good at it. And you go, you have a good couch, Warren. <laughs> Is she uh, seeing anyone? <laughs> just Martin Davis. <laughs> If you, if you have one of those Lubner's L-shaped couches, then are you ha- are you cheating on is the other couches that are washing <laughs> you like this? <laughs> so anyway, so she comes and she says, do you want AIDS counseling? And that weird thing that everyone, maybe in a sexual, I don't know if you're sexual revolutioned yet, but you kind of go, fuck, do I need, I'm a comedian, I'm sure I'll cheer myself up if I do have it. I'll tell myself some jokes, or I'll just commit suicide straight there in the lounge. Then she can take a blood sample while she's there. <laughs> but it was quite a weird question. I said, no, it's cool. Um, if I've got AIDS, I don't really want to know. And then I thought, no, you do want to know because that's being uh, mature yeah. and being self-aware. And then I started, this took about three point milliseconds to think about. It. And then I said, no, no, it's cool. Then she takes out like a little, like the bank card machine. And you just stick your finger in the card machine and it pricks it and does all the stuff for you. So I thought, does this, this is a cool app. Like if you have got AIDS and you stick your finger in the machine, it phones everyone that you fucked the whole year. It just <laughs> sends them a please call me. Because <laughs> it's like, but it knows. It just knows. It just fucking knows. You stick your finger in, and then it's like, and then a thousand fucking SMSs go out. And then you just sit there and wait. Then the thing explodes. I don't know. But I, I, didn't I, would, I would like to believe that if somebody gave me AIDS, gave you AIDS, I think you just they give, would phone me rather than please call me. Like, I'd be very angry if I phoned someone and they were like, yeah, I just wanted you to call because uh, I gave you AIDS. <laughs> and then you got, got a hold. You go, she says, what? It says, hold on, it's an insurance ad. <laughs> so <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, because the ads just come out of nowhere and the police call me now. Yeah, there you no. go. I had, to, I had to do, yes, so yes, some racist white shit. I had to do an e-wallet the other day. And I just stood there like I knew what was happening, like a proper millennial non. E-wallet, what is that? <laughs> No, you just go to the bank machine, you give them your phone number. I'm like, <laughs> I, th- I think that's <laughs> just an old person. <laughs> that's an Egyptian yeah. Nigerian scam. I don't think that's a, a racist thing. It's an old person also, thing. Also, um, if you do want a 
if you get um, accosted a lot, like at ATMs, shit in your pants. <laughs> it is, it's brilliant. Like no one, they go, oh man, we'll come back later. <laughs> you can you can handle the almost any of life's problems if like I that. Do, if I do have wife an ATM, trying to divorce you, <laughs> shit your pants. <laughs> it can do for everything. Being hijacked. Yeah, just. <laughs> Boss trying to fire you? Shit your pants! <laughs> <laughs> Who are our bosses in comedy? I don't know. I don't know. You had a real job. It would, have been, it would have been much more useful to know this a few years ago when I wasn't getting my, fired. My ATM guy is going to be so disappointed. He'll be like, insufficient funds. You're like, sorry, man. It's like a bad night. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever shot a gun? Uh, let me finish. Uh. In a school. Why do you ask these hectic questions? <laughs> Do you remember the movie? It was a movie Because you've always struck me as that Johnny kid in Columbine. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You know, the thing is, Warren, <laughs> um, those things freak me out because I've got a kid and you've got a kid too. Yeah, yeah. You will not understand it if you don't have a kid. You won't. Your interest is straight away there. Like, what the fuck happened? Because kids these days are very sensitive. They get offended. They have feelings. So when a kid that's got a gun and he's on the edge and he hasn't maybe got a gun. There was a kid in Krugersdorp that had a fucking ninja sword. Yeah, yeah. Killed two people. Yeah. So he, he, because of someone that said something about him. At PT, they said he had a small cock or whatever it was. I mean, I think, I was thinking about that stuff. I've got to help my kid work out stuff that if he is bullied, at least have a quick mouth because that's what got me through this shit. But I think, I think easier than that is to make sure that, he's got that your cock. kid is the <laughs> one who's most likely to pick up a gun and kill people because it's unlikely there are two kids like that <laughs> in the same school. <laughs> your questions are weird, man. In this country, we've got sensitive kids. So if you... We, and bullying is, is rife. And they don't bully physically anymore because they've got feelings. They go for the feelings. So if my kid's there, he's already been bullied, where another kid said, you don't have a dad. You're, you don't have a dad. You don't have yeah. a dad. And I, I'm like, who is the kid? So I'll fuck the kid up. But you can't do that. You've got to see the life from this size. Yeah. Like, this is a little kid. I, if I go there, I'm the giant. Of course I'll fuck up a kid. But I realize what this kid is doing. Fuck my brother, though. Probably. So <laughs> he, has, he has the other part of it. So you ask the guy, you ask him questions, and he said, no, it's, it's a it's a it's a then eventually it's a black kid and now you're like I'm staying out of this one (laughs) (laughs) so what I did was I phoned the parents and I said can I have a play date and then the kid went to play at my kids at my ex's house so we organized a play date for the two of them and they actually had it out there and I saw that the kids actually got other problems rather than just school stuff a lot of kids weren't digging him and he he was just acting out but he was becoming a bully and I think it was cool because it was her suggestion like let's organize a play date let's get this done so it was quite a way of organizing the bully stuff. But I would have just, just fuck him up. Cool. <laughs> it's, it's, a cool. Lo- it's very easy to fuck him up. You can go there, you take a chair, <laughs> no, you just hit him repeatedly until but he starts There's moving. guns at school things, and I want the teachers to have guns. I mean, it's, it, you don't understand. School isn't where we think our kids are learning anything. They're learning things outside of school. We think they've got to learn everything outside of school now. There's nothing in, they're going to learn nothing in school. There's, they need 30% to pass. They need 100% to pass life. That's... That's deep, Dave. David Avocado Levinson. Last question. What's your biggest regret? The um, being on last at this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean last? You're you're on, you're the there were 60 people in here. So you're, the from this, you're the only guy from this. You're the only guy from this week. There are regrets. I have. I have a because um, I'm single now, and I have been single for eight years. I have a like. Uh, am I not loving enough people? Because I have become a little bit jaded and a bit, um, what's the word? Cynical. Yeah. Jaded. Angry. 
But it's a calmness when you're alone. So I have like this calmness. So when everyone comes into my space, if they are a girlfriend or a person or a thing, I kind of want to go, no, 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 this is my little sandpit. So I do maybe need some therapy. So there are some regrets. Of, I mean, I've got a kid in Cape Town. I've got a kid in Joburg. So both of those relationships, we're still friends and we still chat and everything, but they were, I didn't give a full Dave. So I have regrets in, in my love department. I tried Tinder for like two days and I realized I'm actually not normal. And they told me that, them, <laughs> the people. The, the guy invented Tinder, just, he phoned me and he said three words to me. Cut it out. <laughs> Does it, so if anybody wants to go full Dave, <laughs> can no, find him. Fuck, I'm loving it in my sandpit. Okay. Don't, well, don't you find comedy fucking puts you in a little, you're kind of alone because you're, you're not normal? S- like you're so, so alone, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so alone. Oh, anyway, ladies oh. and gentlemen, on that happy note. Oh, is that a happy note? That's the happy note. Fucking hell. The wonderful. He's thanks amazing. For, thanks He's for unbelievable. Dave Levin. Next one. <laughs>